Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You know, white boy Malcolm X, I completely forgot, because our last show was on the first, but I completely forgot to mention Black History Month. And yes, folks, I know that makes me a racist. And with you being fake black, sir, you identifying as black, I think I dissed you a little. Unintentionally, but I think I dissed you a little. Forgetting to honor your holiday. And I really should have known better. Me being as down for the struggle as I am. As woke as I am. And folks, I am the most woke person that I know. But as woke as I am, how could I forget Black History Month? Or these days with the woke folk, Trash Whitey Month. Evil racist Whitey with his white power, his white supremacy, white fragility, white this, white that, blah, 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 blah. Systemic racism. And this is a high holy holiday for the woke folk. It's like Festivus and airing out of grievances, trashing Whitey, demanding reparations, a twofer Festivus for the woke folk. And they also get to weaponize the white shame of hysterical white liberals, weaponize it for Benjamins. Because at the end of the day, to all the good woke folk out there, it's all about the Benjamins. And yes, Patrice Conkoolers, with your four houses, three of them in Los Angeles, just so you never have to sit in traffic. I'm talking to you, you and all the other clowns, raking in the Benjamins with this garbage. But anyway, white boy Malcolm X, happy belated Black History Month to you, princess. And you have fun with that. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one is from LGBTQ Nation. Those girls over at LGBTQ Nation. The Sims adds top surgery scars and chest binders in new update. Trans players are cheering for this new level of representation. Oh, how stunning and brave. Now, we've talked about this several times now. This silly notion that people have to see themselves, see some version of themselves portrayed out in the world See that to feel, I don't know, 
validated in some way. So if you're a a non-binary gender queer with Zizir's uh, super special pain in the ass pronouns, you have to see a you have to see a non-binary gender queer with Zizir's uh, super special pain in the ass pronouns on a television show, in a movie, some character in a book, or this garbage having the ability to create that as a character in a video game. And with The Sims here, or their latest update, The Sims 4, you can now add trans customization options, such as chest binders and top surgery scars. Jesus Christmas. If you have diabetes in the real world, you can add a glucose monitor. And if you're deaf, you can add in a hearing aid. And this is on top of a previous update where you could add in your very own super special pain in the ass pronouns. And of course, people are wetting their pants over this, rushing onto social media to praise this latest update so that you can basically make a digital version of yourself, which to me is like, well, I don't play The Sims, but if I did, I can't imagine feeling the need to recreate myself in some magical fantasy land, and I sure as hell wouldn't feel the need to get overly excited about it and excited enough to go on to social media, babble on about representation, Oh, look, I can make a middle-aged queen in The Sims. I just love all this representation. What a joke. How insecure do you have to be as a person? How fragile do you have to be as a person that having the ability to add a chest binder to a fake trans character in an online fantasy land video game That's enough to bolster your self-esteem. That's enough to validate you as a person. Because I'm assuming, folks, that a lot of these people out there who are celebrating this online, they don't feel all that good about themselves or feel good enough about themselves that a chest binder or, God forbid, top surgery scars, that's not a meh, who cares moment for them. That's a, oh my God, I am so validated as a person now that my chest scars are on my Sims character. And I feel bad for these people. I truly do. If this sort of symbolism over substance makes that much of a meaningful impact in their lives, because if that's the case, it kind of tells you where their heads are at which is not in a good spot. Especially when so many of these kids going through this gender-affirming care are sold a bill of goods, pay off your quack doctor, get yourself on all these hormone treatments, get all your gender-affirming care. Then you can trans away the gay, trans away all your other problems, 
like gender dysphoria, puberty, trying to figure out who you are as a person, transit all the way, or become some weirdo queer kid with a super special pain in the ass gender identity and super special pain in the ass pronouns and be just like all the other lemming kids out there trying to find a quick fix solution to a significantly more difficult problem and good luck with that. From the Summit Daily, heads up, Summit County skiers and snowboarders, your responsibility code for On the Mountain just got two new rules. Now, the Summit Daily is in Summit County, Colorado, which is where our Summit mistress got her name, although she doesn't live in Summit County anymore. But she's still our Summit mistress, no matter where the hell she moves. And Summit County is also where white boy Malcolm X's parents live, his snob of a mother, and his cold, distant father. They're out there in their palatial estate in Breckenridge, But this update, this change to the responsibility code, White Boy Malcolm X, you're going to get a kick out of this one. They added a few, but the one I'm laughing at, do not use lifts or terrain when impaired by alcohol or drugs, which is a joke. Would you not agree with that, sir? This new rule is a joke. Totally agree. That's what I thought. Because folks, and this goes back, White Boy Malcolm X, when were we last at Keystone together? It had to have been like, it had to have been that January, January 2014, right before I moved back to Atlanta. So like, just over nine years ago, we last did that. And folks, let me tell you something about the parking lot at Keystone at, say, 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. Yes, we were first chair kind of people. Or I am. But Princess here could nap in the car while I did all the driving. But at 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, the parking lot at Keystone Smelled like a like a Grateful Dead concert. Weed everywhere. And like that's improved any in the past nine years or so. No. I bet it stinks even worse. And they were out there, these kids in the parking lot, slamming beers, getting stoned. Then off they go up on the mountain. So this rule, like this is ever going to be enforced in any way, shape, or form. Again, no, it's a joke. And I'm sure all the stoned out losers getting high first thing in the morning, packing their backpacks full of beer, so they slam them on a chairlift between runs. They're probably laughing their asses off about it. Okay, dude. If you say so. And they also added one more bullet point of the responsibility code. 
If you are involved in a collision or incident, share your contact information with each other and a ski area employee. Number of times I've bumped into people. You okay, dude? Yeah. Then you just go your separate ways. No harm, no foul. Only a COVID Karen type, an overly hysterical ninny would be like, Oh, we need to follow the responsibility code and exchange contact information. Then we should find a ski employee to report this incident. And COVID Karen, ski police Karen, as the other person rolls their eyes and continues down the hill, you have fun reporting that. From Gay Times, those girls over at Gay Times, Bisexuals, less likely to go on queer dates than other LGBTQ plus people, report fines. Well, of course, the first thing that comes to mind, at least to me, who the hell would even want to go on a queer date? Even a lazy bisexual, even a part-time member of the tribe, or a lovable Star Wars bar of a tribe, Even they have standards. Like even they would lower themselves to go out with some weirdo heterosexual kid with a personality disorder. Be like, hi, I'm bisexual. Oh, hi. I'm a non-binary gender queer. And my super special pain in the ass pronouns are zizirza. Even the bisexual would be like, uh, no. No, thank you. So that's one reason I can think of as to why bisexuals are less likely to go out on queer dates. The other reason I can think of, and we just talked about this a week or so ago, but bisexuals, at least with bisexual men, with them being part-time members of the tribe, they're here when they want to play Raging Power Bottom at a weekend gangbang, and you know who you are. And they're not here when they want to bang some drunk chick they picked up at a bar. And that's why I say being bisexual is a low bar. That's why I call them lazy. Because they'll do almost anyone. Very low standards on the hardware requirements. So if they're not going on a lot of queer dates, maybe it's because they're too busy banging drunk chicks they picked up at some pretentious millennial Gen Z hipster douchebag bar. And another reason, a third reason, at least according to the report that this news story is based off, some app called Hinge. And I don't think I've ever heard of that one. But this is from their first ever LGBTQ plus dating report. And the third reason is biphobia. So here we go again with needy and demanding bisexuals and their first world white people problem, biphobia. Oh, you're biphobic. Oh, I'm suffering from biphobia. Yes, of course you are, princess. Which, to me, 
if they're not getting any dates because of biphobia, that's on them. That's their own damn fault. Because in general, they're a pretty whiny bunch. In my experience anyway, whenever I have to deal with a bisexual, especially on a platform like Twitter, they tend to be whiny, needy, and demanding. Like a queen can be, and you queens know who you are, white boy Malcolm X. But worse, way worse. And who wants to go out with that? No one. That's who. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. From CNN, Nick Carter countersues women who accused him of sexual assault. This one. Now I saw it. I think it was late last year. No, I know it was late last year because there was this whole the Backstreet Boys Christmas special got shelved over this. And according to this story, I guess back in 2017, this woman, Melissa Schumann Henschel, she came out, claimed that Nick raped her 15 years before So I guess in 2002, he did not deny that they had sex, but said it was consensual and prosecutors in Los Angeles declined to prosecute him. So that's one woman he's suing. And the other, her name is Shannon Ruth. She's 39, has autism and cerebral palsy. And she said that Nick Carter gave her booze and raped her after a concert in Tacoma, Washington back in 2001 when she was 17 years old. And so Nick is like, he is done with these accusations. So he's suing Ruth and he's also suing the first one, Melissa Schumann Henschel, claiming that she and her father, Jerome Schumann, that those two groomed and coached Shannon into saying these things. And he's seeking more than $2.3 million in damages, citing a decision by ABC to cancel the television special, A Very Backstreet Holiday. And he's also seeking punitive and emotional distress damages to be determined by the court, along with attorney's fees. 
And who else was just accused of rape? One of these longtime rape cases. I think it was Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. It was something from like the 70s. Some woman just came out like recently, either in the last year or just in the last month or so. And she claimed that Steven Tyler, he did all sorts of horrendous things to her back in the 1970s. I guess better late than never. And I know that this will probably anger some women out there. But I just don't put much stock in these significantly delayed accusations. Oh, he raped me 50 years ago. Really? Really, honey? It took you 50-something years. Or with Nick here, it took you 15 years to come out and say that. To me, they all come off like, show me enough Benjamins, I'll shut my mouth and go away. That's how they come off to me. Just my opinion, folks. They're in it for a payday. And this Shannon Ruth thing with Nick Carter. Now, I hate to be a jerk here, but if you're Nick Carter back in like 2001, like when the Backstreet Boys were in their prime, if you're Nick Carter, I bet you, folks, he could have banged any woman he wanted to, assuming none of the other Backstreet Boys weren't banging her first. But if you're Nick Carter back in 2001, you'd be like Nathan Lane in a gay bar. Pick out whatever hot boy you want, take him home. What, white boy Malcolm X? Why is your hand up? No, let me guess. The Nathan Lane comment. Well, let me just say, Nathan Lane, allegedly, supposedly, Possibly, maybe, in a gay bar. And I only say that because... Now, I had a friend in L.A. Back when I lived there in the mid to late aughts. And he told me he had a date with some hot stud. And they go out to some bar. And Nathan Lane comes in. And Nathan took that hot stud away from him. Took them all for himself. Again, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe. And my friend was like, I got cock blocked by Nathan Lane. And that's a line I will never forget. But anyway, with this Nick Carter thing, now I know that people have their fetishes. Trust me, folks. I know that as well as anyone ever could. Having a BFF with a borderline unhealthy fixation with gingers, I hang out with a guy who bangs a Ronald McDonald blowout doll just to get his ginger fix. So I get that people have a type. People get into certain things. But if you're Nick Carter back in 2001, when you can bang... Basically, anyone. Do you bang some hot young model who can't wait to get it from you? Who can't wait to tell all her girlfriends 
that she got banged by Nick Carter? Or do you plow a 17-year-old autistic girl with cerebral palsy, plow her full of booze, get her out of the wheelchair, and then rape her? What seems like the more reasonable scenario to you folks? Because to me, and I could be wrong here, Nick goes with the willing hot model every time. Raping a 17-year-old autistic girl with cerebral palsy after getting her drunk, that sounds like a lot of work to me. I just don't see him doing it. But again, I could be wrong. So you kids have fun fighting that out in court. And for our last story, folks, it's from OutKick. Horny grandparents in Florida are using loofahs to signal they're ready for some swinging sex. And this is not the first story we've had on this. These horny old people down in Florida, although I think the other stories had to do with STDs, these horny old people not worrying about pregnancy anymore, not using protection, they're catching all sorts of other things down there when they're bumping uglies in the villages which I guess is like Florida Orgy Central. And which brings us to this. So it looks like these old people in the villages, they're using loofahs. Those are those scrunchy whatever things. Some people use them in the shower. But these horny old people down in the villages, they're hanging them on their cars or their golf carts. However they get around down there using them to signal to others what sort of swinger sex they're into. Kind of like the handkerchief code. The hanky code for queens. And you know who you are. But the hanky code, that's to show what you're into as well. But with the villages, and as a public service announcement, for all you horny old people looking to get some swinging action, but you're not quite sure how. These are the different color loofahs you need to stock up on. So white, that's for novices and beginners and racists. Purple, that's for voyeurs and people who like to watch. Okay, then. There's pink, which is for a soft swap. People who like to do it With others in the room. Okay then. Again. Then you have blue, yellow, and black. From the lowest level of swap. To full swap. I don't know folks. I have no idea what that involves. I've never done a swap. Nor will I ever do that. Even if I wind up. Living in the villages. And then last. There's teal, which is for bisexuals. So even in the villages, there's no escaping bisexuals. I wonder if there's whiny down there as they are online. I wonder if bisexuals run around the villages. Oh, you're biphobic. Oh, I'm suffering from biphobia because no one respects my teal loofah. Yes, of course, you're a press princess. 
But you geezers down in Florida, with your STDs and your swinging, you have fun with that. So on that note, since I cannot top all these horny old people down in the villages swapping out sex partners, even if their loofah code is about as disturbing as it gets, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekend edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, White Boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your weekend, a good start to your week, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.